Well, hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks for joining us today. Today, I have a very special guest all the way from Houston, Texas. Natalia, how are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm just doing fantastic. How's how's the weather down there? There's snow on the ground up here in Salt Lake. What's it like in Texas? Um, it's cold. I think it's supposed to get down to almost freezing today. Ooh. Does it ever get snow <laughs> down there or no? Yeah, we got it three times last year. Oh. Enough, most of it was gone by the next day. <laughs> yeah. But this, this is the first time, because I was in Colorado last week, but this is the first time that I have seen snow on the ground at my apartment because it snowed while I was gone. Oh, yeah. Um. But there was quite a bit of snow on my way from Colorado back to here. There was like 30 or 40 miles that it was pretty rough going up through the mountains trying to drive. Yeah, Dad told me he was really worried about you. Yeah, well, I also, dummy me, I didn't realize that it might be a good idea to have extra windshield wiper fluid in the back of my car. Because the roads get nasty and that gets all on your windshield. And so it worked fine for the first two hours and then I ran out of windshield wiper fluid and I had just passed the last like big exit and so I went a little ways and stopped at a gas station and there was no wiper fluid and then I drove like five miles and then pulled off the side of the road and wiped my car and then drove five more miles and found another gas station and they had wiper fluid and then I was fine after that but that was an interesting experience how much wiper fluid did you need I don't know it goes like and I had well, because like every two minutes, if you don't spray it, you can't see out of your car. And it's I know, not... but were you like on empty before you? I mean, that's a lot of wiper fluid. Well, but I don't know how much my I guess my car doesn't fill up very much with it because I had to refill it um, whenever I got back to Salt Lake. Like that only lasted me. Lord have mercy. And I feel like that's not normal. I don't know what's going on there. Or maybe you just sprayed a lot on your windshield. <laughs> I guess, but I needed to see. It was important to see. I mean, I understand that. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's a lot. But enough about me. I think I'm supposed to interview you. So are you ready to answer some amazing questions to understand why you have all the problems that you have now? Yeah, but I feel like it's not fair because I didn't get a preset questions before i did it just so i couldn't think about my answers well that's good it'll be more truthful then (laughs) or get the facts straight (laughs) (laughs) yeah and brian's not here to fix all your stories this time he lies (laughs) i think you both do but that's neither here nor there no he has he has a worse memory than me he just doesn't believe it Uh well how about let's start with this very basic question. And if you can't answer this one, then I'm worried about the rest of this interview. But when and where were you born? Oh, I was born on January 20th, 20 years ago. <laughs> and <Not true>. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've already got it mixed up. <laughs> and I was born in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. See, uh, Stephen won't admit that he was born in Florida, and you won't admit that you were born much more than 20 <laughs> years ago. Because I'm, I'm 20. All right, Andrew, I, uh, not okay, but it's not and, much more than 20. And you're 10 years older. Let's than not exaggerate it. I, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. 
you're going to really mess up Maya when it comes to math because she's going to think, my mommy's 20. My mommy's 20. <laughs> okay, as long as that's what she tells people, I don't care how bad her math is. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um, so born in Florida, uh, how long were you in Florida before you guys came up to Kentucky? I don't even know. I We moved back once and then moved back again. Before we moved back to Kentucky by the time Anna was born. Okay. But I think we left Florida the second time, like when I was four, because I, ha- I never went to school in Florida. Gotcha. Do you, have, do you have any memories of Florida at all, like any houses or things that y'all did? Yeah, I have memories of the house on the street where we lived with Uncle Kenny. Um, well, Uncle Kenny was on the end of the street, and we were a few houses down, and... Um, I know we lived on like two houses on that street, but I remember one where we had a little playground in the back, kind of like Anna's, mm-hmm. and I remember playing on that thing, and um, I remember going over to Uncle Kenny's house um, when we were little. Yeah, We had to have had parents that took us there. I just don't remember that part, <laughs> but... Like- I can assure you, you have parents. They're mine as well. So it's all good. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure they didn't let a four-year-old walk down the street. I mean, you grew up in the Stone Age. You never can tell. Yeah. And I remember, see, and this is kind of fuzzy, so I don't know if I'm like recreating this memory, but I remember mom getting struck by lightning, taking the groceries into the house. I've been told that story before. I feel like it's real. Maybe you told it to me before, and now you're saying it again, and it's not really real. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe it happened and I don't remember it, but like I know that it happened. So it's like, but I remember her carrying groceries into the house and I feel like the house was the yellow house. I don't know if that's true. She walked in and she like jolted. (laughs) But I don't know if that's true or if that's just in my head. (laughs) But you know. At least that's good for um, my podcast sake because what I'll do now is I'll interview you. And then I'll just go back and have mom and dad correct everything that you got wrong. And yeah. then that'll be an entire other episode, you know, it'll just be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, see, uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, how about how about this? Uh, you know, you guys moved to Kentucky and stuff, but you're, the way that you grew up is quite a bit different, I guess, from me, Beck, and David, just because we always remember you guys always being there, but obviously there was a significant portion of time where we were not around when you older kids were growing up. Uh, so what was it like growing up with Steven and Anna? What was your relationship like with them? Were they nice siblings? Did you get along? Well, I uh, I was a lot closer to Steven than to Anna. Mm-hmm. Anna was like the annoying little sister. Growing up, like before you guys were born, we got closer when we got older, but, um, and, uh, I'm trying to think, see, I don't remember much of that, of the house we lived in before we came to the farm. Now, I think that one, I think mom and dad showed me that one before. It's kind of in the area where our house was on Creekside. Like if you go further down the road. um, No. No? I don't think so. I thought it was over behind, like, uh, um, the Dairy Queen, like, in the middle of Shelbyville. Yeah. Well, like, think, down that road. Yeah, I think whenever they took us out there, we, like, drove past the Creekside house, took a winding road around 
saw that house and then ended up in that area. So maybe it's both somehow. I don't really know. But I don't, I don't either. Um, but I think that we were a little bit older, like you guys were about to. I mean, I guess maybe we lived there a few years. I remember the house before it got remodeled. Mm-hmm. Like I remember what the house looked like, and I remember where the back door was, and where Dad used to sit and put on his shoes in the morning. And I used to cry if he left the house before I got up and said goodbye to him. And so sometimes he would just shut the door so he would know I would come running. I'd like hear it and get up and go running. <laughs> and um, then I would be upset and then he would be there and I could tell him goodbye. But um, I remember that. Um, but I don't think I have a whole lot of memories of before you guys were born. I mean, yeah. maybe I do. I just, I don't know. Well, how about what kind of stuff you said you and Steven were pretty closer uh, growing up since you were closer in age. What kind of stuff did you guys do for fun? Well, we used to play a game called cor- Tornadoes. And um, we would play in the living room. And, well, one time we did. And w- that's where you spin around uh-huh. until you fall over. Sounds like a great idea in the living room. Yeah. And um, I don't remember if one of us pushed the other one. Because we were fighting, or if one of us, or if Stephen, it was Stephen, I'm pretty sure, fell into one of mom's cabinets. It was like a white cabinet that had a glass door and broke the glass. And mom was working at the shop, so she didn't know about it till she came home, and she was not very happy with us. Um, and we used to play the shoe game on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I mean, did y'all have a net? At one point, because that game makes a lot more sense if there is a net around nope. the... Okay. <laughs> I made up that game, so... <laughs> I was well, like I, a, a kid. I didn't think it through. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, we played that growing up, too, after watching you guys. But then I went over to someone else's house one time, and they had this, like, net thing around the trampoline. I was like, what is that for? Like, how do you... Why, why would you have that up? Then you can't jump off of a tree onto the trampoline and, you know... Yeah, you can things. save mom the emergency room visit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like no fun. Yeah, it's to protect you. <laughs> oh, it's lame. <laughs> yeah, no, we never had that. We grew up in the 90s and the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s. Yeah. Now, did you ever go and play, I don't know, basketball or throw around a football with Steven? Or were you more of a girly girl growing up? Uh, we played basketball every now and then, but then I would get mad at him because he would foul me. I told him he wasn't allowed to. <laughs> you sound bossy, Natalia. Were you bossy? You know, he was really rough, okay? He was a boy. <laughs> oh, yes, but I was not. So, <laughs> therein lies the problem. There you go. Well, how about um, what were mom and dad like whenever you were growing up? You guys always talk about how they were just so much stricter. What well, that- they were. What does that mean? Do you know how many times I would argue or ask mom and dad? I even wrote them a letter of all the reasons I should get my ears pierced. (laughs) And it was no, 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 no. Until we were like, until I I was 18 and I had moved out of the house. But it didn't change until I was older than 18. That was the rule. But years and years and years. And it was always no, because we did not because. Mom and dad wanted me to be old enough to choose it. They just, it was against the rules. 
They didn't want me to have it. And I remember going and shopping for my first pair of jeans because I didn't wear them before. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old I was, probably like 10. And um, I remember when I got to cut my hair. And, um, but other than that, yeah, they were, they were a lot stricter on us with rules than they were with you guys. Like, I don't know, just in general stuff that you like could watch or whatever we wouldn't have been able to watch when we were little or music or it was pretty much all Christian music when we grew up. So do you feel disadvantaged, Natalia? No, but Brian tells me I, uh, live under a rock <laughs> so <laughs> well, I mean maybe I don't know but I was very sheltered so in fact we were talking about this this has nothing to do with them being strict but we were talking about the other day um, like cuss words and stuff and I was saying I didn't even know what cuss words were other than like oh my gosh <laughs> mm-hmm. until I was like in fifth grade I mean I was a lot older I didn't grow up knowing them. Yeah. Mom and dad never used them, and we never watched anything with them. Yeah. You know? So well, I, and this is probably a very unpopular opinion, but I don't think being sheltered is the worst thing in the world. I think. Oh, I don't either. I think. I'm that's glad. Part, that's, that's part of the job of a parent, I think. The kid's not supposed to get the full brunt of the world growing up. You know? You yeah. Train them up a little bit, and then. Well, Kids grow up too fast now. Oh, they do. It's insane to see like the, I sound like an old person, but like the age of kids that have like cell phones and things like that. I was talking to one of um, the seventh graders the other day. I was carpooling some of them, taking them to a school event and I let them use uh, the radio to have, you know, they they were the DJ. They used my phone on Spotify because I've got unlimited. They could pick whatever. And they were shocked because I don't like bad language and I don't want to listen to it. So like I have, you can put the explicit filter on your uh, oh. Spotify. So like if a song has something that's explicit, it just won't even play. And yeah. they were like, Mr. Hobbs, how old are you? Why do you have this on here? And I was like, I just don't like to listen to that crap. Like, it's oh, me not, either. Well, and not even, me. not even that, like people think it's so cute when like uh, kids will, you know, like second, third grade, even younger, I guess, you know, but I think it's so cute when these kids can go around and sing these songs, not even with bad language, but with like sexual content in them. And, you know, and they think it's so cute that their kids have learned these songs off the radio. Yeah. And I think it's disgusting. I don't, well, want, it, I don't want my kids to hear that stuff or know, you know, in fact, that country song where, um, took a drunk girl home, uh-huh. you know, I don't need, I don't, I don't hardly, I don't ever listen to the radio, but it came on one time and Maya asked me, I wasn't even thinking about it. Um, and she, that's just usually the radio that's on there because normally we have like her program CDs playing uh-huh. and, um, it just came on and didn't think about it. And she asked me what a drunk girl was. And I was like, oh no, we don't want to listen to that song. Yeah. And now every time she even hears the beginning, she says, mommy, we don't want to listen to this song. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, but I don't, you know, because I don't ever listen to it, but I didn't, I didn't even pay attention. I was just zoned out and she was noticing that, yeah. you know, I don't want her to know that. Yeah. So well, it's, it's even like you had problems with, um, like whenever you taught it at, at Cornerstone and stuff with 
fifth graders with like things on their phones that shouldn't. Have oh, been stuff yes. Like that. So I know. And that's too, so young. Like, well, and that's honestly like, I know that people make their own decisions, but you, parents really need to help their kids out. Cause they don't, I mean that young at some point they don't know any better and they don't realize how bad some of that stuff is. Like everyone around them just thinks it's, you know, cute when they sing those songs or, you know, yeah. they can just do whatever. And it's, you know, it's harmful. All that stuff. Is but it's in their brain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. That's my soapbox. I hate that yeah. stuff. This is a, <laughs> this is, this is our parenting podcast. <laughs> Forget learning yes. about that. I'm the pro with my four-year-old. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I believe it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, anyway, so the, playing games and stuff with Steven sometimes. Growing up, how about once you uh, started going to school? You said that was in uh, Kentucky. So where where all did you go to school? Oh Lord, <laughs> you're that's gonna be a long podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I went to preschool at the church, the Baptist school at the Baptist church in Shelbyville by the hospital. Okay, I don't know what it's called, Shelbyville Baptist. I don't know First Baptist or something. Yeah, that's probably it. Or I have my graduation, which is, you know, that's kind of uh, like, you know, yeah, I never realized that. (laughs) Anyways, I went to preschool there and um, then I went to kindergarten. Where did I go to kindergarten? I don't know where I went to kindergarten. Was it Haven or was that later? No, I went to Haven from second through fifth grade. Maybe I went to kindergarten to first Baptist too. I don't know. Anyways. I went to first grade at Victory. Um, I went to second through fifth grade at DeHaven. Sixth grade was at the Consortium, and I hated it because I had to freaking learn Latin. <laughs> it's helpful, Natalia. You learned so much. Okay, Andrew, but the way they taught Latin was they started you in kindergarten, and by the time you were in sixth grade, you were not learning vocab. You were learning like how to conjugate and all that stuff, and I didn't even know the vocab because I hadn't <laughs> been there since kindergarten. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And I didn't even know how to conjugate in English, much less another language. Anyways, and so seventh grade uh, and eighth grade, I went to Victory again. Uh, Ninth and tenth grade, we homeschooled. Um, Eleventh grade, I went to Victory again. And then twelfth grade, I went to Cornerstone. Mm. So I Um, switched a lot. Yeah. Well, how, how did you, did, did you like school growing up? Yeah, I always loved school. More yeah, for what, the social part. Yeah. What what subjects specifically, maybe not the social part, but what subjects do you like? <laughs> um, well, I hated reading until the second grade, after second grade. Um, but I don't know why I hated it. But I think I had trouble with it because I remember mom getting hooked on phonics for me. Mm. And... Um, but after second grade, Mrs. Davis, that was my second, that was like one of my favorite teachers in the entire world. And she had, was going to have a pool party in the summer if you read so many books at her house. And I still even know where her house is. Um, but I never went because I didn't read the books. But for some reason, yeah, I know, because I hated reading. But for some reason, that like ignited a fire in me afterwards, not in time to go to the party, but anyways, <laughs> afterwards... I, after that, I just loved reading, and I used to stay up at night and pull the blanket over my head and with a flashlight and read, and that's why I'm now blind. 
but um, <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, after that, I loved reading. And then when I got to seventh grade, I had a teacher named Miss Rigsby, and she was a goofy lady. But um, I love. She made me love history because um, funny thing, I also had to get glasses that year. But um, she would read like the um, who's the guy that does the rest of the story? Paul Harvey. Yeah, she used to read us Paul Harvey the rest of the story. Really? And do yeah, that's how I first like. I mean, I already knew who Paul Harvey was because Papa. But yeah. um, but like. When she put that toward the history, like what we were doing, it made me think of it more as like, you know, instead of just facts and reciting them, it was like I could, you know, think about what it was really like then. Yeah. And um, more like their day. Yeah, I, I bought a couple of Paul Harvey books and I, I, I mean, maybe it's different now. There, there are lots of things that I think are interesting and that I'd like to try with my students. I just feel like they wouldn't appreciate it the way that I do. Like, I'd love to read them those stories. I just... Never thought that, you know, yeah. they, they'd like oh, it. Yeah, it's really different. I tried to play Adventures in Odyssey one time for my students, seventh grade students, and they wanted to know where the screen was. Yeah. Well, I, I did that the other day for Thanksgiving. I played for I played it for sixth grade and for seventh grade. The sixth graders loved it. Seventh grade was like, this is baby. I was like, that's one year different. I don't understand. <laughs> I'd be like, so fine. You do some schoolwork then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's different now. But, yeah, she used to do that and, like, did this day in history. And um, for some, it just really, you know, it made me really interested in it because it was, you know, it was more applicable to me, you know, because yeah. I knew instead of just the facts. So I really liked history then. I've loved history ever since. It's, I mean, I, I majored in it. Yeah. And um, and I always well, and then I liked English because I liked the reading. Mm -hmm. So um, and really, I didn't do grammar. Um, I was never taught grammar properly until I went to Miss Moody's class. Oh yeah. She'll and do then it. It, yeah, well, and then you know your senior year of school, their English, Becca's English is just review. Mm -hmm. You know, because you focus on literature. Well, that whole review was a whole learning thing for me. Yeah. And Miss Moody, you know, she, <laughs> you know, Miss Moody. <laughs> so anyways, so, um, so most of my literature, I mean, most of my English up until 12th grade had been literature anyways, based anyways. So I had done all, a lot of the reading, you know, so I really liked yeah. English because there was a lot of reading. So that's pretty much it though. I hated science. I almost failed chemistry in my senior year See, I and liked, i liked school until i got to my junior year and i had chemistry i had pre-cal and uh, geography and i hated all those classes and I, I like i love history and geography to me is interesting but i never had a history teacher that actually taught it was always read the book do the section review and that for geography is as boring as I'll get out because there's not even stories. Like at least in a history book, you've got stories, but yeah, geography, it's just like, oh, I hate yeah. it. So that that was I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, geography is also kind of like science too, like all the rock yeah. formations oh, yeah. and all that stuff. This this year, whenever I was teaching it, like for the first four <laughs> weeks, like first month, I was like, I am teaching a science class. <laughs> I yeah. do not want to teach science. That's right. I like geography, but I like learning about the countries, not yeah. about the, not about the, what the land is like. Yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate because I Mrs. Rigby really changed my whole view on history. Like, I mean, so much that I, I majored in it. Yeah, that's, that's how, awesome. that's how influential she was to my, 
my thinking, you know? So, yeah. Um, How about whenever you guys homeschooled, did you like homeschooling? Like I loved it. Beck and David, not so much. Did, did you like it at all? Um, yes and no. My ninth grade year we did, I don't even know what the program was called, but it was on the computer. Um, was it, do you know, was it switched on schoolhouse? <gasps> yes, that's okay. what it was. Cause we used that for like a year and I thought mom had said that it had happened before. Yeah. I don't like, I didn't like it. No, no, because it was like, um, I'm not, I mean, I can sit in front of a computer and do the lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I don't know. I like the, the hearing that, cause it's not, there's no teaching, yeah. you know, as far as like, you're not watching a video, like a Becca video is, you know, or whatever. Um, and it was just really boring. It was just, you know, just to get through it kind of thing. And, um, I don't know. I just, and I just didn't like it. Um, but I do remember I was doing switched on schoolhouse and the computer and the upstairs in the kitchen when nine 11 happened though. Really? And there was a TV in the living room and mom went and turned on the TV in the living room. Yeah. I was sitting right at the desk. Um, and then 10th grade, what did we do for 10th grade? Oh, I did, um, we did go, I did do the consortium for science and, um, English for 10th grade and the 10th grade English, again, it was literature Mm -hmm. and I did love it because we, you know, read books and then we had this book, um, that we like a, you know, thing where we filled out the books that we read all year. It was like extracurricular. Mm-hmm. But um, we did that. And uh, science, I did not like so much. We dissected a frog. It was biology. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, I hate science. I really do. And um, so we did that. And that was cool, you know, because I still got to go out and see other people, you know. Yeah. But, see, the thing, the thing with homeschooling was, and this is probably why I'm so close to Anna and Steven, or it was so close to Anna and Steven, um, that uh, we lived on the farm, and this was before cell phones, mm. and um, we, you know, we didn't have a lot of social interaction. We went to Shelby Wesleyan, I believe, at the time, or maybe the Nazarene Church. I don't remember which one. Um, so not a big youth group, you know, not a lot of uh, other friends, you know, because it, it was just us. You know, back in that time, which is not bad. I don't hate it. I don't hate that it was like that, but it could be kind of lonely, you know, just because it's a different time now. You know, now you see them people everywhere and you can talk to them all the time on your phone and mm-hmm. it's different. But, um, but I didn't hate it. I mean, I liked it. It's nice to go at my own pace for stuff and yeah, do our thing. I think that's the thing that drove David nuts about homeschooling because he's a huge social butterfly. He didn't like the not being around other other people. Yeah, see, and I and I that's why I love school. I liked being around the other people because the way life was when I went home, that was it. You know, when I went home from school, like my junior year or whatever. I mean, I didn't do other things. I started working, I guess, but um, yeah. So, but. I'm glad that we homeschooled and I'm excited to homeschool my kids. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's cool. Are, is Maya starting next year or has she already, she's already started some stuff, right? You're teaching. Yeah. Reading? Yeah. Well, she's in K4 with the Abeka oh, okay. program now. So they gotcha. teach them to read in the K4 program. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then she'll do K5 next year in August. 
So we'll finish this and then take the summer off and then start back in August. So we'll probably do the videos again because it's really nice when you have more than one kid for the video to teach it. I mean, it'd be nice to teach her, but with, you know, two other ones. You Not should easy. totally do, though, whenever she gets older, if you, I don't know how long you're planning on doing homeschooling, but uh, use beautiful feet if you're still doing it then. That stuff was so cool. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah, we were, I've talked to, I forget who I was talking to about this. We've talked, um, I don't remember. Um, we've talked about, um, Maya, probably we won't use a Becca through the whole thing. Um, not exclusively mm -hmm. just because she is not a sit at the computer type of person. She would be like a beautiful feet learner, you know? Yeah. Um, and, well, beautiful uh, beautiful feet's awesome. I, I enjoyed switched on schoolhouse. I know you didn't, but I liked it just fine. Yeah. Um, I just, she just yeah. doesn't have the attention span, you know, like, yeah. She her her mind is more creative and it's just it's different than mine. Like yeah. I can do switch on schoolhouse and I could do a Becca, but it's just it's different for her. Like it's very I know she's only four, but even doing that, like she's very strong. She's very frustrating mm -hmm. sometimes when she does it because she's like supposed to be you know standing up, sitting down, and when she stands up, she's over there dancing like in yeah. you know. So, which good thing it's by video because if she was doing that at PCA, I just don't know. I know that's what I'm saying. Do you not, as said Mike, do you not see all those other kids standing there nicely and she's <laughs> like ba doing ballerina moves, you know? Like, uh, oh. I mean, she still gets the concept of the stuff. I'm like, but you have to stand there, you have to do what the teacher says. I have, I have a couple of kids in my classes that like they'll just randomly throughout my lesson like stand up, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> You, I, you should be able to sit in that seat for 50 minutes, guy. <laughs> like, it's okay. That sounds like that will be my child. Yes. But, um, well, taking a step back, you mentioned, you know, with homeschooling that most of the social interaction was either your siblings or uh, a small youth group at church. Um, you said that you guys went to the, the Wesleyan Church for a little bit and then also, you know, the Nazarene Church later. And then I guess we were at Highview before you went to college, right? No, I think you, I think you went once I went to college. Okay, gotcha. Anyways, all that. Or maybe say, not. Yeah, well, all, all that to say, um, we obviously grew up in a Christian home where we went to church pretty much as often as the doors were open. When do you uh, say for your life that it changed from this is just something we do on Sundays to where your faith actually became real for you? Um, we mean like when I got saved? Yeah. I got saved when I was 16. Well, okay. Let me preface this by saying I was, we're not, this isn't, I don't think you, I don't know if you want to put this in there, but this is not anything about mom or dad and the way they taught us mm -hmm. church. Okay. Because they have always lived out their faith and they have always been, you know, the most Christian people I know besides maybe Papa Hobbs. Yeah. You know, they're, I've always looked up to them and whatever. But um, that I grew up because of our background, because of Hope Sound and the way mom grew up, which not Hope Sound, but holiness. And, um, because of the way that they have taught things. Like I remember going to camp meeting in Florida um, one year and 
the preacher was preaching from the pulpit in the big in the big sanctuary, preaching from the pulpit about women not wearing pants. And some guy was filled with the Holy Spirit because of that and was running around the sanctuary. So that that's just that's ingrained in my mind. But you know, and and I do remember, like I said, shopping for our first pair of pants and cutting our hair and being able to. I remember when mom got or when dad got mom a ring for Christmas before the house was remodeled and she got mad and wanted him to return it because it's too much money, you know, but, um, I remember all that and, and that's all outward, but I remember growing up thinking that, and also because we believe that, believe that you could lose your salvation, you know, all these things in my head, it was a lot more outward thing than inward. And every time I sinned, I thought I had to get resaved. You know, I, I was very sensitive to that. Yeah. And, um, that was something that constantly worried me. I would wake up and I, I'm pretty sure I've talked to I would say something to mom. Like I would cry to mom at night. If not, I mean, I know I did it in my room, but, um, I would also wake up worrying about y'all's salvation. Like I would cry about it, you know, cause it was so, I was very, very sensitive to it, but I did, I would go to the altar at church. I don't know how many times, you know, because I thought in my head that because I had done something, I was going to hell and I had to get resaved. And so, maybe in all those times I was saved, you know, at the beginning. But my, like, when I say that I'm saved, I have a definite memory in my head, and that's when I was 16. So, and I say that, you know, I don't, it's not mom and dad's fault that I thought this, you know, because of the way that I grew. It was just in my head. Yeah. You know, and because I was so sensitive to it, that that's how I, you know, viewed it as. And so, but when I was 16... I went to a Chris Tomlin concert <laughs> and at Southeast and um, the between one of the songs that he was singing and um, I can't remember now. It's a really popular song of his, but um, he was oh, now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't remember the passage. He was talking. Um, he started quoting or reading or whatever. He started talking about the passage in the Bible where it's like, who can, um, number the grains of sand and um uh, knows the trees in the fort like it talks about like how powerful god is oh man if see if you would have given my questions i would have remembered this and looked it up <laughs> but now i'm on the spot so i don't remember um and i love that chapter in the bible too anyways um so it just talks about how powerful god is and i don't know why because that's not really a you know come to jesus yeah passage but i think because of how i thought and um, something about the power that it was talking about um, just hit me. And um, at the very end, he had like a little, you know, like, I think they all do, all those concerts do, you know, pray with us, you know, kind of thing or whatever. And I did. I prayed in my seat. I didn't go down. But um, but that's where, that's when I got saved. And um, it was different after that. I didn't feel like I had to go to the altar every time and, yeah. you know. Um, still since was, I was still sensitive to it and I, you know, I guess probably as I've gotten older and that's not good, but I've gotten less sensitive towards other people's salvation, you know, just cause life mm -hmm. happens. But, um, but yeah, that was, that's when I got saved. That's when it was different and I didn't, I didn't have that worry anymore all the time, you know? Yeah. Cause I had the assurance instead of, you know, just worrying, but yeah. So and now awesome. I'm going to be really upset that I can't remember that passage. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you.
<laughs> I never, I never knew that story. So that's neat. Yeah. But I can, I can definitely identify it. Like the same with, you know, uh, I've mom and dad have been the best, you know, role models that anybody could ask for whenever it comes to stuff like that. But the, the fact of, you know, every time somebody preaches a sermon, you feel like you have to go back up and get saved again. Like I, I remember yeah. that I was at, I, at probably the one, the Wesleyan camp in Maysville. Um, I remember one year, uh, um, like they, they, I, I don't know, just like it, it, we would have so many people come up to the front and the way that they asked the question, like, why did you come up? It was like getting saved again or something like that. And I just, it seemed, um, a little strange to me that it could be that yeah. fragile. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it's a, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for the way that we grew up and I, I, that's one of the things that I have liked about the fact that, I don't know, at least for me, I've been able to see different, uh, denominations of Christianity, like going to the Wesleyan church and the Nazarene church and going to Highview and then being down at Pensacola and now being out here and at focus even like people in all those different regions, I believe, you know, I, there are people that I look up to very highly that I think are awesome Christians that wouldn't even go to church together because they, you know, disagree on, on something. Uh, and it's just interesting. <laughs> like to, not reading the KJV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I just, I still think if I had communication with my professors now that are at, uh, PCC that, they would just be so disappointed <laughs> at the school that I'm teaching at. And I love my school and I think it's a great school. It's just, it's not. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not it's school. not PCC. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, but it, it's just neat because like people that believe those different things, as long as you have the main thing is the main thing, you know, Christ is the one that died for you. And you know, that's how you get salvation. It's not through works, but it's through his saving grace. Then, you know, the rest of the stuff, while it matters, you know, you can still respect and hold, in high regard, people from Hope Sound, people from Pensacola, people from yeah. Highview, all of these different backgrounds, because they're just living out the best that they know how to their Christian life. You know? Yeah. I yeah. I can't tell you how many times growing up, like even at PCC, and I loved my time at PCC for the most part, um, I was told by two different people, one, because I didn't believe once saved, always saved at the time. And um, I was told that I was going to go to hell, be- even though I, they knew I was Christian. And it was a friend of mine. And the other one was because um, I, I didn't read the KJV. He was a ministerial student. And you just, you know, I was told by somebody from Hope Sound on my mission trip, on my mission trip to Romania that I was going to go to hell because I cut my hair. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, that's. When you have people like that in your life and that's what they're telling you, you know, especially people that you respect, like my friends at PCC, yeah. you know, then, um, although I was saved at the time, but it's hard, you know, and that's, but yeah, mom and dad were a great example. I always, uh, talking about that stuff and then I guess wrapping that portion up with this, there's, you know, people always pastors say that, you know, this old preacher once said, and everyone says that, but the idea that we're going to be surprised in heaven by who we see and by who oh, we don't see. Yeah. You know, uh, that there's a, you know, those you'll, you'll probably see your buddy that told you, you know, you were going to hell 
because you yeah. didn't read the King James, uh, but some other people that you really thought that you would see didn't won't be there. Yeah, didn't get it. Yeah, but yep, it's a it's a strange thing. That's honestly my the scariest verses in the Bible to me are uh, the ones where it's talking about the end times. And oh, I know. I hate those. Come up and uh, they say, you know, Lord, Lord, we did, you know, miracles in your name and all this stuff. And Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. Like, that's the most terrifying thing in the world to me, because like those people really believed that they were set. They were solid. Yeah. And, you know, that makes me think of especially being out here in Salt Lake. That makes me think of, you know, the Mormon church. There's so many people that are just like really good moral people. And oh, they are. They're, they are really good moral people. Yeah. And they just really believe that they've got what's right. And to get there and to realize it's not. And I think it's not just them. Like, I think there's a bunch of, you know, good Baptists and, you mm-hmm. know, Wesleyans and Pentecostals and whoever else, you know, that are really going to think that they had it and they didn't. And that's just a scary thing because you don't get two chances on that one. You get the. Well, how about um, your decision? Of what to do uh, studying in college and where to go. What did that look like? Did you look at a bunch of different places? What was- I wanted I wanted to go to Asbury. Yeah. But at the time, 13 years ago, when I was looking, it was $27,000 a year. I have no idea what it is now. And mom and dad told me they wouldn't sign for me to go there, which is a good thing. Now, yes. at the time, <laughs> I, I did not. And... You know, mom and dad make decent money, so there was no, um, there was nothing, I couldn't get any FAFSA money or anything for it, so, um, yeah, so that was a no, but that's where I really wanted to go. Then I looked at Bob Jones, I even went out there and visited, um, Bob Jones, and, um, I wanted, I liked that one better than PCC. (laughs) And then mom made me and Steven go down for college days. And I had told her, no, I wasn't going there. Because, you know, I had heard the thing about the sidewalks where, you know, pink and blue sidewalks. And, you know, you couldn't talk to the opposite. You know, all the horror stories that you see on the Internet, you know, kind of thing. And um, I don't even know all of them anymore. But I did not want to go. And I went for something. And, um, I came back and told, well, I mean like for something at the, on the campus, I don't know what I was doing, a class or something. And I came back and told mom that I had applied. <laughs> so, cause that was really the only place I could go where we could, I could afford it. I mean, yeah. I'm still paying it off, but you know, it was cause girls couldn't work off campus at the time. We had to work on campus, yeah. but, um, it was the only place that, I, that mom and dad really were going to help me go. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but in the, but I, well, my freshman year, I believe it was like $5,000 for everything there. I know it's, yeah, I know it's more now, but, um, yeah. And then by the time I left, I think it was seven, I think a seven year. So, um, but yeah, that's where I went. And then when I actually went down there, I bawled my eyes out and I did not want to go. And then Becca actually would call, I called you guys on the phone when mom and dad were about to leave. And Becca asked me, because she would have been, if I was 18, how old would she have been? Uh, six? Because you're 10 years older than me. 
Yeah. So yeah, okay. six. Um, and she asked me if I was coming home after the weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and I got really upset then because oh. you guys were so little, you know. Yeah. And uh, anyways, but yeah, so that was my coming here. I ne- I mean coming there. I never wanted to go. And then my whole first semester, I was miserable. But after that, I loved it, and I didn't want to go home. I mean, I didn't want to stay for the summer. Dad tried to get me to do that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. But, yeah, so. What do you think changed? Was it, like, did you meet some friends, or did you just yeah. decide you didn't want to be miserable anymore? No, I met friends. You know, I was really lonely at first, but, like, I, you know, like, I always liked school. I liked the social aspect of it. You know, in college, especially at PC, I mean, it's social all the time your roommates your dinners your breakfast i mean everything you do you do with your friends and um that was like a whole new world to me because that had never been what my life was you know and so um and i met i met some friends and um you know it was just totally different from then on so and then my last two years i had steven and anna and that was a lot of fun so um that was even made it even more fun. <laughs> yeah. Did you know anybody whenever you went down there at all? Nope, not a soul. See, because that would be hard. Like I at least. Um, yes, I know. Like Lizzie was there um, for me. I didn't know anybody else, but at least she was there. And yeah. you know, we we hung out some and had the same friend group and stuff. And then David uh, came the next year. But yeah, that would be. It was really hard. I wouldn't go to dinner or wouldn't go to some meals sometimes if I had to go by myself. Yeah. Um, but in my roommates, I had one roommate that I got along with. Um, she's on my Facebook. We don't really talk anymore, but she was only there that year. Um, I had a roommate that I kind of got along with. And then um, the other two were sisters and they were really, really weird. So, you know, I did never, I never did anything with them. So, um, but yeah. And I had really weird sweet mates. And one that was engaged. Like, she wasn't weird, but she was engaged. So she was always with her fiancé. She was a junior. And she was in the nursing program. So so no time uh, to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah. So that was. Uh, but it made a huge difference once I made friends and, you know, whatever. And um, I, got, I brought a car back the next semester. So I didn't yeah. have on my first semester. So my second semester I did. So that helped. Because, you know, I could get out and actually do stuff and not be on campus all the time. And, um, yeah, that's why I went to PCC because I had to. What, um, what made you decide to study uh, secondary education? Um, well, because I loved history and English and I've always wanted to teach. I don't know if you remember, I think I did it more with the big, with Steve and Anna than I did you, but that playhouse we used to have, Mm -hmm. dad put a chalkboard in there for me. Um, so I could play school and, um, I did. And then I would try to give like Anna and Steven homework and they hated it, (laughs) (laughs) but I had always wanted to be a teacher. Like ever since I was little, always wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. So, um, and I just loved history and English and I love, you know, because of my teachers. And so I, um, I did, uh, that's why I picked that. I did switch after my first semester because I was terrified of going to the academy. Like, I'd heard it was so hard. And, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot easier than I thought it was. Uh, I mean, it was still difficult, you know. Yeah. I had to learn to slow down in my talking. Otherwise, I would 
teach for about 10 minutes for a 50 minute class. <laughs> but, um, and no, I mean, I could say all the same stuff and it would still be 10 minutes long. Mm. And, um, but that was, that was like my, that was my biggest struggle at the Academy. But I heard about it and I was so scared, but I'd heard about it from LED majors who had to do like the bulletin boards and the oh, yeah. crap, and the they, stuff that's like perfect, you know, you just had to do a half semester like me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. They do the whole the thing. Whole semester. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they have to the, do all of the die cuts, you know, and like, I'm not, I'm not crappy. I'm not like that, you know? So I was like, yeah. Oh my goodness, I can't do this. So yeah Lizzie, yeah. Lizzie told me horror stories. She, I like, I, I liked my internship. I really didn't think it was that hard. Um, because like you prep for it the whole time. And I mean, if, if I wasn't good at teaching by that point, then I probably picked the wrong degree. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. After training for three and a half years, I feel like I should be able to do this. But yeah, LA people scared me with it. So I, I switched it to poli sci and then I hated poli sci. Did you? Oh, yeah, because Cause that's what I would have studied if I was going to school just to study something I thought was interesting. Like, I feel like. Yeah, because I always liked politics, but it wasn't yeah. politics, it was literally science in political yeah. form. And I, no, Hence no, no. Name. Yes. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> that was not for me. So I got out of that major. And then I just tried straight history. And I didn't, that wasn't going to work either. So I went back to history <laughs> and English. So ed. Is Steven the only one that never changed his major? Um, yes, but to be fair. He had lots of time to think when he was kicked out and back again, you know, a couple of times. So <laughs> he nice. could really, he could really ponder his life decisions. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh man. I'm just what saying. About, what are, what are some of the things that you remember most about college? Good friends or situations you got into? Um, I remember Steven not liking half of my friends. Yeah. So I remember that. What was wrong with your friends, Natalia? I don't know. I was friends with this guy named Stephen Bradley, which, okay, I'll give Stephen the point. He was, he was a little, uh, liberal thinking for, for my taste and probably in retrospect, but he hated Stephen and Stephen hated him. And I don't even know why they hate each other to begin with. I have no idea what the deal was, but that was, just, I remember him, Stephen, get so mad about that. Anyways, um, but I do remember, oh, back to my weird roommates. I fell in the shower my <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> um, I didn't have flip-flops on. And um, I fell in the shower and I cut myself with a razor because I had done it shaving. Like, I mean, like it scarred my back, man. That's how, you know, and it was quite a thunk when I fell. And neither of them, they were both in the room. Neither of them came to check on me. Like, they didn't say, are you okay? Are you still alive in the shower? <laughs> like, they just, you know, went on about their day. Like, nothing had happened. I feel like if they would have fallen in the shower, I would have at least said, hey, are you alive? But no, I didn't get anything. They were so weird. <laughs> but, yes, I remember that. Do you have any good experiences from college in time? <laughs> I feel like these are all negative. Uh, <laughs> well, I remember, you might not want to put this in your podcast. I snuck off with my boyfriend one year. I didn't get kicked out, though. 
again, it was a guy that Stephen hated. So, Chris Mayo. So, yeah, I spoke up with him once. That was fun. And um, I also got in trouble for wearing jeans to Walmart at like 11 o'clock at night because I was with Grandma and Papa when they came to visit. Mm-hmm. And I got sent up to uh, Be- uh, Dean Bear's office. Is she still there? No, I don't think so. Okay. It was a short little lady with like 90 style hair. I mean, this was 2005, but still, I mean, the 90s was a while ago. And uh, I got sent up to her office, and I just told her that I didn't know we weren't allowed to wear them with family. <laughs> so I only got like 10 demerits. Oh. And, uh, yeah. And um, I feel like every time I talk to you guys about your experience at, at Pensacola, I feel like I had a much different one. Well, because you followed the rules. Yeah. Andrew, I'm sorry because you were okay. you were I a floor re- leader. I have repented of my you know rule following ways, and now I'm you know. I wasn't even a prayer leader. I wasn't even an APL. Do they still have those? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't even an APL until like my senior year. So. Well. And really, all I wanted was so I could have the number one on the phone. Why did you put number one on the phone? I don't know. I thought it was cool (laughs) (laughs) to be the number one. Like when I was a freshman, I was number four. Got problems. So (laughs) I'm just saying. That is the least (laughs) spiritual reason for wanting to be an assistant (laughs) prayer leader I've ever heard of. I'm just saying, it was cool to be the number one on the phone. You know, really you moved up in the world. It, it really was. was. It was. You thought it was. Andrew, you were a number one since you were, what, a sophomore? So, yes. <laughs> you know, I had been number two and number three and number four. I wanted to be one. I understand. I'm sorry so. for belittling your uh, <laughs> amazing uh, story going up the, <laughs> the ladder of the I'm just, hierarchy. I'm just saying. Oh man! And then Anna and I were roommates, so that was, that was a bad idea. That was <laughs> that was a that was a, an experience. <laughs> what kind of an experience, Natalia? Anna, I don't know how she is now. She was so messy. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! Yes, she's messy. And then, I mean, you know, we were just—it was—we got very close. <laughs> That that was an experience for sure. I so. was shocked, especially after hearing your guys' horror stories, that David even moved down to my hall uh, my sophomore year, especially because I was an RA. And yeah, that was I stupid. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I would tease him all the time, be like, "Hey, David, you want to like you want a room together next semester? We can do that, man. It'd be so cool." Like, no, <laughs> I was like, "That's smart, city." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was. I don't even know how to describe that. It's <laughs> well, just that was what it was. <laughs> and you said earlier that you know you and Anna weren't super close early on, just because the you were closer to Steve and he was closer in your age, and that and we're more like, yeah. Well, and then that sharing a room uh, probably was a rocky patch. But I you you would say that you guys got 
you know, closer later on, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, I mean, I joke about it, but we, it was actually a good experience sharing a room with her. We got, we got really close in a way that we wouldn't have other, even though we shared a room at home, but like, um, or at some point we had not before I left, but, um, I don't know. Cause you know, she didn't know anybody. So we were, I introduced her to my friends, but it was like, we were friends, you know, like yeah. we were the one, we would eat lunch together and dinner, you know, and do all that stuff. We did it with Steven too, but we were just always together. And plus she was younger cause she went a year early. Yeah. Like you guys did. And, um, I don't know. We just, we did get really close, um, during that and we fought for sure. But, um, we definitely, it definitely changed. It definitely changed our relationship for sure. So for the good, for the better. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious, one of the things, and this is taking a different tack, talking about mom and dad. Um, but one of the things that I loved about going to college and then graduating college and moving on was the fact that I felt like my relationship with mom and dad changed in such a interesting way. Like, I I don't know. Like, I, I love mom and dad. And it's not like I didn't like them before or something. But growing They're up. They're your friends. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, growing up, it's much more there. The authority do this because I told you to. And then you go off to college and they seem to be so good. Um, and I'm not perfect, you know, but they're, they seem to be really good in at least recognizing the importance of and trying to keep their distance and let us be independent and things like that. And like becoming. Well, Andrew, okay. you are the fourth child. You're the fourth yes, time they've I'm, done it. So yes, they get at it, <laughs> just, just be, just be aware of that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, just them, them becoming, uh, you know, a friend as opposed to, you know, just, you know, a mom and dad. I always thought that was pretty, um, I don't know. That was my favorite part about growing up. Maybe that's a strange thing to put it that way, but that's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> but. I guess I'll wrap up uh, with one more uh, question for you. Um, and talking about mom and dad, what would you say would be uh, a couple of things that if you didn't learn anything else from them growing up, that those are the things that you took away from them? I would say, well, from mom, I mean, I learned how to be a mom for sure. You know, not realizing it growing up, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just our interactions day to day. But um, some of the some of the things she says, <laughs> I, I say now, mm-hmm. but um, just in general, you know, like loving on your kids, discipline your, your kids, you know, and um, probably, I mean, it, I don't know if it sounds important to you because you don't have kids and you're not a mom, but <laughs> to me. Um, that's, um, I, I mean, I, I look up to mom, I look up to dad too, but you know, every girl wants to be like their mom and you know, I want to mom like mom does, you know, I want to, I want to be the kind of mom that she is and, and, um, she's not perfect, but that makes me feel better because I'm not perfect (laughs) and I know it's not an impossible thing to achieve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, but I know how much she loves her kids and how much she would do anything for us. And, 
you know, the, the, the kindness that, that she shows and, um, the way she, you know, models Christ, you know, I want, I want to do that to my for my kids and, um, dad too, you know, he's, he's not a mom, but he's a parent <laughs> and, um, the way like parents like, he parents. <laughs> yes, like my moms, yes, the way they have parented us, you know, and, um, the example that both of them have set, not just mom, but dad too, you know, I, I want to do that for my kids. Yeah. And, um, is that what you're looking for? Is that what I'm answering? That's absolutely marvelous. You did. Okay. So proud of you. <laughs> so, and I don't know, they just, I mean, I, I, I want a marriage like them too. So <laughs> I yeah. do, you know, even now, even though we're, we have passed the, you know, me getting in trouble for things from them and have moved on to the front stage. I still, you know, learn a lot from them and, um, and the way, but um, I want to model my life similar to theirs. I don't want just, just like them, but you know, I want to love Jesus, love my husband and love my kids. So. I mean, you don't want Brian to go back to Edwards and be out of town all the time? Oh, Lord have mercy, no. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he works a lot now, but at least he's home sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I think those are it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I promised that would be the last question, and I'm surprised you're still up you know getting so old at, at 20 years old right you know don't don't 20 year olds go to bed pretty early nowadays well my newborn has decided that between now and midnight or now and one is daytime so i'm not usually asleep <laughs> at this time oh, <laughs> it I'm is sorry. very terrible because my other two think that 6 30 to 7 is wake up time so oh. and i also have a feeding in between then so i don't get a whole lot of sleep at this point right now so yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for spending some of your sleepless hours with me. I appreciate it so much. Oh, no problem. <laughs> she's she's been crying this whole time, so. Yeah, I heard her <laughs> you, a little bit background. Right? You, I've got a little bit of a break. <laughs> Daddy said to worry about it, so no problem. Well, you know what? <laughs> Anytime you want to interview about something, you just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make up stories of my life to oh, interview. Yeah. That's so. not what we did just now. I didn't make up anything. <laughs> uh, well, regardless whether the stories were true or not, I hope they were. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I had a lot of fun. I hope you did too. Thank you. I did. And to those of you listening, thanks so much for joining here on the Hobbs Happenings Podcast, where we use stories to bring our family closer together. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and join us next time as we talk to another member of the family for yet another amazing story. Until then, toodles. <laughs>